Hallelujah. You know, I was listening to Creflo Dollar last Sunday morning before church, and he was teaching on the goodness and mercy of God. And the scripture came up, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Do you realize what that's saying? God's goodness never leaves you. It's following you. Wherever you go, whatever situation you find yourself in, God's goodness and his mercy is there. I think that'll preach. And so I was telling, I think it was Rainy last Sunday morning when you were talking to me before church. And, and I said, you know, I could hardly get to church on early this morning because when I heard him say that, I had to hit the office, my office, and get on the computer and start doing some word studying on the goodness and mercy following me. There's a lot to that. Amen. Well, I'm excited about today. Uh, but I, I must say, I sure am going to miss you ladies on Tuesdays. But you're going to enjoy your summer. It's going to be great. But we're going to talk about faith today. And I titled the lessons, There Are No Ifs With Faith. What if it doesn't happen? What if? What if? There's so many what ifs. And that doesn't belong in faith. Because faith is always positive. It's not a what if. It's, it is. It shall happen. So let's look at Galatians chapter 3. And we're going to go to, we're going to read verses 23 through 26. You know, I really encourage you ladies to uh, take your notebooks and don't put them away for the summer. I like to keep mine out. I like to keep it by my lamp and my recliner <laughs> there so that I can pick it up and just thumb through the notes and everything. So I, don't just put your notes away, okay? So Galatians 3, verses 23 through uh, 20, 23 through 26. Let me get there. Because I'm in 3 and, and 2 instead of 3. But before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith which should afterwards be revealed. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster. To bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified, set free, just as if we had never sinned. That's what that justified means, by faith. But after that faith is come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. For you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Now I'm going to drop down and read verse 29. And if you be Christ... And every person in here, I'm sure, is. Then are you Abraham's seed, and you are heirs according to the promise. Anything that God promised Abraham belongs to you. Abraham's blessings are mine. Amen. So, but the phrase, but before faith came, tells me there was something else before faith. Right? Well, it was the law. 
the Mosaic law. The law was what kept the human race protected under the Old Testament. It wasn't faith that kept them protected. The human race was kept protected, and this is what one commentary said. They were kept as if in a stronghold, locked up until faith could be revealed. That would take some meditating, that particular phrase. But the law was the schoolmaster, he said. It was not faith. There wasn't faith available at that time. But the law of Moses, it was mostly don't do this, don't do that, you know. That was their protection, giving them instructions. So what that meant was the law kept the human race safe at that particular time. Until when? Until faith could come. And after faith was to come, it was going to be a different living, way of living. Amen? So it was their care, the, the, the law was their caretaker. And all of its the sacrifices, the rites, that R-I-T-E-S, not riot, rites, R-I-T-E-S, and the ceremonies and all of these things that they did, they all pointed toward Jesus. They were getting the world ready for Jesus. So let's look uh, at verse 25 again. But after that faith is come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. He's saying that we are free from the law. Praise God. Faith has come. That's what I want to say. Faith has come. Faith is our life source now. That's how we live. That's how we overcome. And that's the way we live our life. Faith, the law was their protector, but faith is our protector. Amen? Faith is. And the Message Bible says, but now you have arrived at your destination. I just absolutely love that term. After faith has come, you have now arrived at your destination. All of these things in the Old Testament was leading up to a destination for the human race. That was faith. It's here. Praise God. It's been revealed. And we know in, in Galatians 3, 11, it says, The just shall live his life by faith. The born-again person that has accepted Jesus as Lord, faith is how we live our life. We have to, well, I just wrote it like this. Our health is by faith. My peace is by faith. My prosperity is by faith. Our whole life is lived by faith. Everything that you have need of, will ever have need of, is right here in this word. That's why this word is so important. That word shall live by faith. The Strong's Concordance says it means shall live means be whole. And I love this one. Nourished up and keep alive. Faith is powerful. Faith has a work to do. And you know, patience is connected to our faith. Because in the realm of faith, we'll receive things that we cannot see yet as being done. For example, the healing. It's been done. But you may not have received it yet into your body. But it's coming. If you'll stay hooked up to the Word of God. So I love that. It says, faith's going to keep you alive. Wow. Faith has kept me alive. 
Faith has kept you alive too. And the, the thing of it is, we have no idea how many times it has kept us alive and kept us protected because faith is our protector. And that's why confessions of the word are so important. That's why it's important that you make confessions and you post it all over your house so you can see them every day, you know, because that will bring faith to you. So our life consists of the physical as well as the spiritual. Let's face it. We are a spirit, but we live in a physical body. This body is my earth suit that I dwell in. And so this word is so powerful and faith is so powerful that it deals with both parts of you, the physical and the spiritual. And, and we just need to realize how important faith is for our physical life. It, it, it saves us, praise God. So praise God for that. Faith deals with both. So let's go to Hebrews chapter 11, and we're going to read verse 6. I tell you, I get started studying, and it's just, I run out of time. I run out of time, and, it, and it's just, you know what? I pray for every lady in here that you begin to hunger and thirst after the Word of God. Because I sense that happening in me. I can sense it, that it's just I can't get enough. It's like I can hear something, and I think, I've got to run out of the office, my books and notes, and my computer is. I have to run out there, and I get going, and uh, praise God. But what is it? That's because God is putting a hunger in us for the Word of God. So don't ignore it. When He gives you that nudge, and He shares something with you, get in the Word. Look it up, you know, and find out, well, what are you trying to tell me, Lord? Praise God. So uh, 11 verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. Wow. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is God. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The word right there, without faith, that word without is very important. That word means apart from, apart from faith. When you separate yourself from faith, that's what it's saying, it's impossible to please God. Why is that, do you think? Because that's where all God's blessings are, is in the realm of faith. And he, it pleases him when we search these promises out and we develop our faith so that we can walk and live the life that he's provided for us. You go back and look at those blessings again. Wow. He wants us to live like that. He wants us to live like him. Amen. He wants us to have what Jesus came to this earth, left heaven, came to the earth, became a man, a human being just like you and I on this earth. Why? He did it so that we could live like God. So he could redeem us. He could set us free from all those curses 
praise God, and that God could become my daddy. Praise God. I mean, I'm not saying that disrespectfully. I'm saying that as a tender expression. Because if you don't watch it, when we say God, it's like God, you know. You've heard some of those religious people say God. But he's your father. He's your dad. And, you know, I had a wonderful daddy. I really, really did. And he spent time with all of us 11 children, you know. And God does that with you. What his goodness follows after you. His mercy follows. That's how much he loves you. It never leaves you. He never leaves you or forsake you. So one translation says, we must believe. Remember that? Where he said that believing. We must believe that God does exist. You know, a lot of people, because they can't see him, have a trouble believing that. But he does exist. You look around you. You see everything. That he spoke into existence. Everything he spoke, it became. That's powerful. So God, he said that we've got to believe that God does exist. Do you believe that? Okay, well, you're, you're good with number one. And then the second one was, he cares enough to respond to those who seek him. That's really... We have to wrap our mind around that. He does respond to you when you seek him. And, you know, we have to renew our mind to that. You ha- he says you have to believe that he's a responder, that he's a rewarder is what it says. But he will respond to you. You need to thank him. And I thank God at different times. Thank you for hearing me. Thank you for hearing me and responding to me. So he wants us to believe what he has told us in this word. Now then, he has told us in the word that we are to conduct our life by faith. The just shall live by faith. And he's placed in us right here, in your hands, on the table, the method by which you get faith. Your faith is wrapped up right in here. So if you're having trouble with faith, all you have to do is go to this and spend some time in it. And faith has to come. Now then, remember the word. He says, faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by listening, too, to the word that you're hearing. And sometimes that's our issue. We hear it, but are we listening to how we get it? Faith comes by hearing the word of God. And so we've got to listen. When we study this word, we've got to listen to what it's saying to us. Amen. So, but faith has to come. How bad do I want it? How bad do I want faith? If I'm going to live by faith, if I'm going to have health by faith, if I'm going to have prosperity by faith, how bad do I want it? Do I want it bad enough? I'm going to spend time in this instruction book of what I need to do to possess what he has promised me? Do I want to become a giver? Do I want to uh, be a tither? Do I want to love my enemy? There's so many things, instructions 
in this word of God. That if we don't obey these commandments, and I'm telling you, some of these commandments, all, it, all it's demanding is obedience. And sometimes obedience is hard. When you've been mistreated, it's hard to say, I love that person. No, it's not hard. You've got to change that thought. It's easy to love them, but we don't love what they did. And there's a separation there. You don't love what a person has done or what they are doing, but you can love the person. You see, and I've said this so many times over the years, you have to separate a person's sin from the person because you love the person. Praise God that his mercy and his goodness follows me all the days of my life. And you know what? I have to practice this. You have to practice this and let it become a lifestyle for you. But you can love your enemy. You really, really can. But if you'll separate their sin from them and see them as God sees them, you can love them. And I'm telling you, there's times I don't want to. You know what I mean? Let's just be honest. There's times a person just irritates the pudding out of me. You know? But then I'll follow and get along by myself and I'll say, but you know, Father, I do love them, but I don't love the way they are. And he says, you know, praise God, mercy. <laughs> praise God for mercy. But we can forgive people. If we couldn't, God wouldn't have made it possible for us. But forgiveness is for me as much as it is for that person. That person doesn't know you're holding anything against them. Isn't that something? But it, it is something that Satan can use against me if I don't walk in forgiveness. And, and, you know, so we have to practice the word of God. Okay. So one thing faith does is to equip us for victory. Praise God. It tells us so in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. Let's just turn over there. 1 John chapter 5. Verse 4, that's just before Revelations. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Now, I have two ways of looking at that. Faith is born of God, but you're born of God also. So whatsoever is born of God, and you can put your name in there. I'm born of God. Amen. And faith is born of God. Uh, overcomes the world, the world's system. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. That word even, when it's any word that's italicized is an, is an added word, okay? So we're going to read it like that. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world but he that believeth? That Jesus is the Son of God. So we see that your victory over whatever, over life itself, is going to be connected to faith. Praise God. And this is the victory. Praise God. The Message Bible says it like this. Every God-begotten person conquers the world's ways. The power, and I, I emphasize the word power here, 
the power, think about this, girls, that brings the world to its knees is our faith. The power that brings the world, the world system, all of these things in the world, drugs, alcohol, all the things in the earth. When you think of world, you think of this atmosphere, the earth. The power that brings all of these things to its knees is our faith. And the Lord really just kind of ministered that to me this morning, that like the drugs, the alcohol, the all of this stuff that's going on in the world today, the way to get rid of all of that out of your life, out of your children's life, uh, and all of that is going to be by faith. It will bring those things to its knees. And the Word of God says that everything that has a name has to bow to the name of Jesus. Amen? So speak the name of Jesus to those things, and you'll have victory. Now, patience is important in, with faith. I mean, they're twins. Faith, a lot of times, remember it's reaching into the realm of the unseen to bring that thing into the present time. So you have to be patient. You know, I, I quote continually that God perfects and brings to completion everything that concerns me. I quote that word just about every day. And I'm learning that, that every day, the little bitty things in my life, he perfects. But I have to have patience. And, and just as a funny example, uh, I had uh, been painting the big, I have a, a table on my deck that's bigger than, longer than these. Here, it's about 20 foot, I think. And when I rebuilt my deck, uh, the guys that rebuilt it put uh, paper, black paper underneath it because they knew I was going to repaint that table. Well, I've got 12 ladies coming to my house Sunday. Mm -hmm. Sunday evening. And I'll, I've got to get that table painted that because it was a tangerine color. It was... Well, it was cute, you know. And I thought, I've got to get that painted. And so my brother from Clarksville came, and he helped me start painting it. And so I finished that up the other day, painting it. And I thought, Lord, I can't lift this table. I, I could not. It is so big. It's solid oak. I could not even lift one end of it to get that black paper out from under that. Well, I had had thought, well, I'll get so-and-so to come, and he is so strong, he can lift it, and I can pull, you know, that paper out from under there. And, you know, I kept thinking about that, and I thought, you know, this person is so busy, I just cannot, cannot ask him. But, God, I just thank you. He said, just be at peace. It'll get done. Okay. That's patience. So I didn't be, I wasn't concerned about it anymore. So another person showed up Sunday afternoon. And you know what? I mentioned it. And he said, well, now I'm talking about patience because I had prayed. And I thought, you know, God's going to take care of this. I don't know how. Either this other person is going to get to where he has time or it'll just get done. And I knew I couldn't do it. 
And it would take two or three women to even lift one end of it. Karen, some of y'all know how big that table is, how heavy it is. And the benches are made on it. And they're solid wood too. So this person said, well, get that broom over there. Wisdom. He said, I'll lift this edge right here. You get that broom and you push it this side. So we did that. And then we went down to the other. And then there's, there's the legs here. And, and boy, it's carrying the whole weight of that thing. Well, I said, are you okay? Well, he straddled that thing and he lifted like this. I pushed that broom and pushed it to the other side. Y'all, everyday life. I'm talking about everyday life. He perfects everything that concerns you. That was a concern to me. So we went around the whole thing. Got that out from under there. What am I saying? God is good. And he just sent somebody that had come to do something else. And I just mentioned it. He said, well, we can do that. So it got done. He perfected that concern of mine so I would have that table ready. <laughs> yes, I don't know if we're going to be out there on Sunday evening with those 12 ladies, but it's going to look good. You know, that's a big thing with us women. We like things to look good. And it does look good. But what am I saying? Oh, man. I had to, he said, just be patient and let me handle this. See, what is our definition, Karen Wilkins? What is our definition for patience? The ability? That's it. Patience is the ability to stand in adverse circumstances without complaining. You get that? God perfects everything that concerns you, but we receive those things by faith and patience. By faith and patience, the word says, we inherit the promises of God. And sometimes we just don't want to be patient. And we'll get we'll try and do stuff ourselves. Cindy, is that message for you? <laughs> I see her laughing back there. That's a busy, busy woman. But y'all, it is so important. And I'm learning to be patient with the petitions that I put before God. And what that has done for me is it has freed my mind so when I go to bed at night you know that's the time you kind of thoughts come because you're not busy but I have learned patience and to cast the care because he said he cares for me and you know he just absolutely is perfecting everything that concerns me he lives up to his promises. He's the one that watches over him. And I'm telling you, faith and patience go together. Well, I don't know how I got into that, but it's important. I, I don't like having to use myself as examples, but I want you to know I have to use this word every day. I have to apply it to my life every day or I would get discouraged, you know? But the word won't let you get discouraged. As Jerry Savelle says, if Satan can't get you joy, he can't get you goods. 
And, and joy is a fruit of the Spirit, not happiness. Joy is a fruit. It's a greater thing than happiness. Amen? Okay. So, it's the faith that brings the world to its knees. Amen? It's the power that's in faith. So, in, in Genesis 1, chapter, chapter 1, verse 26, you don't have to turn there. You do know what it says. But God created man in his image and in his likeness, it says. So, the Hebrew word likeness translated into English means to operate life, not to look like. We are created in his image to operate life like he does. It doesn't mean we're supposed to look like him. It's dealing with the realm of faith. We are to operate like God operates our life. And what is that? By faith. You know, when God spoke this world into existence, he didn't doubt. He believed his words. Well, when we speak God's words, we need to believe them. Amen. But it's, we are to operate our life right here on this earth just like God operates his life. God operates by faith, and he gave us a way for me to have his faith. See, this word is God putting himself in us. This word is him putting his kind of faith in me. And you need to see that personally, that he is, when you study this, he is putting his faith in you. And I'm telling you, nothing can stop that kind of faith. The word of God we read in 1 John, it is our victory. It's what brings that thing to its knees that, that you're taking authority over. Faith will do that when you apply the word of God. This, this is powerful. So God's plan is for us to function just like him. Just like him. We can operate our life like God does. I, I can do it. I can do it. I can operate in faith. But praise God for the Holy Spirit who is my teacher, who is my comforter, who is the revealer of truth. Amen. But the Holy Spirit will teach us. Now this is a quote. A quote. A quote. <laughs> this is a quote. Faith is not a jump in the dark, but a walk in the light. Faith is a walk in the light. Faith is not guessing. It is knowing something. You know what? God's getting y'all ready for the summer. He's getting me ready for the summer. What a message to close out ladies' Bible study with. Victory. It's victory. Because we'll all face different things. Because we know that the enemy is as a roaring lion going about seeking whom he may devour. But if you will keep these messages that we've studied this year in your mind, in your heart, and coming out of your mouth, you're going to have a victorious summer. Amen. Amen? Because you can overcome anything the enemy brings against you this summer. Amen? So faith is not guessing, it is knowing something. And this is another quote part of it. If we are not functioning like God... Then we are not, then we are malfunctioning. I like that. Write that one down, as Creflo would say. If we are not functioning like God, then we are malfunctioning. 
You know, these little one-liners like this, write those down and look at those. I mean, get your notes out, girls. I really encourage that this summer. So we've got to stop expecting God to do everything for us. Why? He's already done it. He's already done it. Praise God. And, you know, concerning my table, you know, I like to use just everyday examples. That's what Jesus did. You know, uh, I mean, it, I saw that already done. That's why I had peace about, well, ever how it's done, it's going to get done before Sunday, next Sunday, this coming Sunday. But I wanted it to look good. Amen. Praise God. But you know what? I had this thought. So if a man doesn't come along to do this, I've got 12 women coming. <laughs> I will get them on one, all on one side. We'll lift that thing and we'll get it done. You know, peace means a lot. Praise God. So, so we need to stop expecting God to do everything for us. He's already done it. But we've got to accept what he's already done. And we've got to develop our faith for what he's already done. Because we're going to receive it by faith. And girls, I just can't say enough. Faith, you do not see the manifestation the minute you say, I receive that by faith. You see it. You see it in here. But you don't. The manifestation is not there yet. Or you would not need faith for it. But you need faith for whatever is not there yet. That's how powerful faith is. It will bring what's not there yet into the now. And then your faith won't be, have to be used again for that particular thing. So start seeing it through the eye of faith. Because we can. And that's where when I was teaching on imaginations, that's where your imagination comes in. You imagine it. You imagine doing something that you've not been able to do. And if you'll imagine it long enough and saying it long enough, the next thing you know, you're going to be doing it. Boy, there's power in all of this. Amen? Praise God. Okay, let's go to Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9, we're going to read, start with verse 14 through 24. And when he came up to his disciples... 9.14 Elias is I think that's where I'm going Mark chapter 9 verse 14 through 24 yeah and when he came to his disciples he saw a great multitude about them and the scribes questioning with them and straightway all the people when they beheld him were greatly amazed and running to him saluted him and he asked the scribes what question ye with them and one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto you my son who has a dumb spirit. And whithersoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth and pineth away. And I spoke to your disciples, and they could not cast him out. They spoke to him to do it, and they couldn't do it. He answered him. Jesus, this is Jesus answering. He said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you 
Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him, straightway the spirit, oh, that spirit recognized Jesus, didn't he? He'll recognize Jesus in you too, if you talk right. And he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. See, it looked like he died. And he asked his father, how long, uh, Jesus asked the father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, of a child. And oftentimes it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if, this is where I got my if, but if thou canst do anything, if you can do anything at all, God, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. That verse 24 is so very important. I looked at that and I looked at that. He believed who Jesus was. But his problem was unbelief. He's saying, get rid of my unbelief. I really believe. You see, I believe Jesus is Lord. I believe he took all these curses to the cross. I believe that. But Lord, help my unbelief that it's going to happen to me. So that was really important to me when I, I started noticing that. Help my unbelief. If you can do anything, help us. That's what verse 22 says. And Jesus, is, he answered that. He said, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believes. Hallelujah, praise God. All things. What is it you're facing today? Ask God. I believe you can do this. I believe you carried all of these curses to the cross. But would you just help my unbelief? Help to get rid of the unbelief that it's going to happen to me and for me. See, that's where our unbelief comes in. We believe he's done it. But is it going to happen for me? So help my unbelief that it's actually, I'm actually going to receive this. That, that was really important to me. The Jameson Fawcett Brown commentary said, Jesus' answer was, my doing all depends on your believing. That's worth writing down. Jesus' answer, this is Jameson Fawcett and Brown commentary. My doing all depends on your believing. Y'all, that takes some meditating the word right there. And verse 24, the father cried out, I believe what you are saying is true, but my believing is weak. That's what he was saying. Help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. I like what the message Bible said in verse 22. The father said to Jesus, if you can do anything, do it. Have a heart to help us. Jesus has the heart to help you. Amen. Verse 23, Jesus said, if, he said, if, 
thou canst believe all things are possible. We can believe. So let's remove the if. And you start saying, I do believe. I do believe. I can believe. Not if I can believe. Remove that word from your vocabulary, from your confessions. There's no longer any ifs because the ifs do not belong in the realm of faith. You've got to get rid of those ifs. And what it'll do, it, it'll change what you can see. Because the word if, it, it has some doubt in it. So we don't need to use that word if. And you know, God told Joshua in uh, Joshua 1 verse 5, he said, to be strong and very courageous. And this is something else that he told Joshua and I wrote it down. And he told Joshua, I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. You know, some of these things you need to write down as confessions and read it and read it. God, you told me, you told Joshua you wouldn't fail him and you'd not forsake him. And so you want me. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will not fail you. He will not forsake you. Whatever's going on in your life, whatever's going on this summer, he will not fail you. He will not forsake you and say, Father, I saw in your word where you said you would not fail me and you would not forsake me. And so that's, I'm holding on, I'm being patient, and I know you are at work. And you know, the things that I've been praying about and believing for with different situations and circumstances that's in the realm of faith, I just tell the Lord, I know the Holy Spirit's at work. He is. Because I've prayed and you hear me always when you hear faith. He's at work on that situation. And I'm just going to stand right here. After I've done all to stand, he says, stand. Where? Stand in your victory. Because faith is the victory. Amen. So just stay hooked up to the word. Don't lose your focus, girls. Because God does not lead you in a time of trouble. But you don't leave him. You don't leave off the word. Don't lose your focus. And you're going to have a super great summer. You're going to have a super great day today. So I ask the Father, Father, I bring these ladies before you. They're my sisters, Lord, and I love them. I thank you for my great big wonderful family. And Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that you will never leave these ladies nor forsake them. And I pronounce a wonderful summer for them, full of faith, full of miracles, full of manifestations. Yeah, manifestations for them. The things that they've been believing for, they're going to start receiving the manifestations. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're at work right now in the areas that they have petitioned God for. I thank you for this summer because I am announcing and saying it's going to be a great summer, full of the joy of the Lord. And Father, we're not going to quit growing during this time, but we're going to seek you. We're going to seek how the kingdom of God works. And Father, as we prepare to close this day and prepare to feed the ladies this lunch, I speak to that food. Food, I put a command on you by the words of my mouth. You will be nourishment. You will be energy. You will be health. I remove any curse from any of it in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for that, Father. And I thank you for the ladies that have worked all day yesterday. 
getting this ready. Father, I thank you that you have perfected everything that concerns everyone in this room. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hallelujah.